On the morning of January 8, 1940, Irving Berlin turned up at his Broadway publishing office. Without missing a beat, he announced that he'd written a song over the weekend. Not only is it the best song I ever wrote, he said, it's the best song anybody ever wrote. Funding for the story of carols provided by Jim and Betty Holthauser in honor of their parents, Alfred and Betty Marie Pence, and Norman and Patricia Holthauser. Irving Berlin was born Israel Boleyn in Belarus in 1888. Everybody called him Izzy. As a young boy, he and his family migrated to the United States where he soon dropped out of school to become a song plugger and singing waiter. By the time he was 19, he'd written and published his first song, Marie from Sunny Italy. A typo on the sheet music of Marie transmogrified Izzy Boleyn into Irving Berlin. He quickly became a superstar of Tin Pan Alley, writing hit after hit. Alexander's ragtime band made him famous. Blue Skies was included in the jazz singer, the first talking picture. God Bless America, discarded from a World War I musical, was tossed in the famous Berlin trunk and revived for the Second World War. It had people clamoring to replace the national anthem with the Berlin tune. In all, Berlin published 812 songs. An astonishing 451 of them became hits. But no one expected a song like White Christmas to just appear over the weekend. And that might not be what happened. Fred Astaire claimed to have heard the White Christmas melody as a potential Fred and Ginger tune on the set of Top Hat in 1935, five years before Berlin showed up that Monday morning. Another theory posits that Berlin was stuck in L.A. over Christmas 1937, working on the film Alexander's Ragtime Band. The little-known verse to White Christmas lends credence to this idea. It's a lamentation grieving over the sunshine and palm trees of Beverly Hills while longing for a good old-fashioned snowy Christmas. There's probably a grain of truth in both of these versions, and Berlin just finished the song that weekend in 1940. Another concept from the trunk was a show idea called Holiday Inn, the tale of a lazy performer who buys a New England inn open only on holidays. Originally envisioned as a Broadway musical instead of a film, Holiday Inn was in effect a marketing angle to create as many hits as possible from a single vehicle. Berlin wrote a song for each holiday in the movie. Easter Parade and Be Careful It's My Heart for Valentine's Day both became hits. Whatever the intended vehicle, Berlin always thought of White Christmas as the project's anchor. So much so that when he finally got a contract with Paramount to make Holiday Inn into a movie, it stipulated that he didn't have to make the film at all unless they could get Bing Crosby as the lead. In the original script, though, White Christmas wasn't intended for Crosby. It was to be sung by Marjorie Reynolds' character, Linda Mason, as the story's final climax. Fortunately, a story tweet made it a duet and a Crosby classic was born. When the movie premiered in August of 1942, it was an immediate hit. And it seems odd today, but on its release, Holiday Inn wasn't seen as a Christmas movie, and audiences didn't see White Christmas as a holiday song. They saw Crosby singing to a beautiful blonde by the fireplace. And all of this confusion over what the song was and wasn't triggered Berlin's legendary songwriter Neuroses, 
So at the last minute, he decided that Be Careful It's My Heart, the Valentine song, would be the big hit from the movie, and that's where all the song promotion effort was directed. But White Christmas had a mind of its own. Shortly after filming had wrapped on Holiday Inn, a recording of White Christmas had been made, almost as an afterthought. It was intended to be a cross-promotion for the movie. Crosby recorded the song on the morning of May 29, 1942. It took him two takes and only 18 minutes to record White Christmas. But as the record began to soar, Berlin's paranoia kicked in again. This time, he feared the song would peak before the holidays. And the composer found himself in the unique position of trying to stop the Crosby record from succeeding. It didn't work. The record sold 600,000 copies by year's end, 9 million in the first 10 years, 25 million in the first 20. To date, Crosby's recording of White Christmas has sold over 50 million units. It's the most valuable copyright in music history. White Christmas won the Academy Award for Best Song in 1943. A V-Disc release helped it become the anthem of American soldiers in the Second World War. U.S. intelligence services broadcast White Christmas as the signal to evacuate Saigon in 1975. Berlin called the song a publishing industry unto itself. But perhaps American poet Carl Sandburg summed it up best. When we sing White Christmas, he said, we don't hate anybody. To support the story of Carols, visit American Entertainment Works on Patreon. The story of Carols was written and produced by Alan Rattano for American Entertainment Works, a Tennessee-based not-for-profit corporation. The episode music was performed by AE Works recording artist Jim Holthauser and is available for purchase and streaming on your favorite music service. Just search for Jim Holthauser. That's H-O-L-T-H-O-U-S-E-R. Additional episode music was performed by Uptown Al. To license the music in this episode for your own podcast or video, email us at license at aeworks.org. It's not expensive, and you'll be helping us create more programs like this one. I'm your narrator, Alan Rattano. Thank you for listening to the story of Carol's. <laughs>